Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm super excited. We're global today. That's why I got my Cuba shirt on. If you want one of these, you can get it. Fabio Perez, look him up. 21. I can't remember what is, I should have that probably. What is URL is love Fabio. But if you look up Fabio Perez, it'll probably pop up. Today, we're talking to Abby Livin. Abby is in the UK, in England. And so we got a bunch of people from all over. We have a bunch of people from the United States. We also have South Africa. Mark Hardy's back. Thankfully, didn't scare him away that first time. And then we got lots of people. Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, and Super excited to have Abby. It hasn't just been design school, designer, bam. She has had an amazing past and she also, it hasn't always been easy. I'm super excited to have you. Thank you for being Hi. here. And she doesn't feel great today, but she looks amazing and she's set. Fine. She's going to be awesome. So <laughs> the we're show just... must go on, as I say, if you can <laughs> deal with my husky voice today. So yes. And so thank you so much for having me on here, Diane. This has been a long time coming. So very excited to be here. Yeah, so my name's Abby Lemon. I run a business called Brand Pharmacy. I started in design probably some uh, 1997 was probably my first job in design so some years ago when I worked in publishing I used to design and produce uh, magazines for for a global brand actually many years ago and um, I haven't had a very traditional route into running the brand agency that I have now I went from publishing magazines into I mean, actually setting up and running a vintage clothes business which I sold a few years later I've worked in creative technology recruitment for some years as well I'm um, dealing with very high level salaries having the flash car and all that kind of stuff before really hitting a bit of a burnout and in 2014 starting to set up brand pharmacy which went full-time in 2016 so that's how I've got here and I, I've recently in the last few years pivoted away from just doing design into a more strategic consultative approach for my clients and I did a coaching qualification over the summer as well which I think has really impacted on the way that I deal with the businesses I deal with because a lot of them are solopreneurs or small founder-led companies and as we know, mindset is everything. Confidence is everything. The showing up. It's, it is something that I think business owners, they struggle with. They have this imposter as well, as much as we do as creative designers. Yeah, that's where I got to now. Me and you have known each other. We met each other through the pro group and you were in a time in your life where you were in a lot of restructuring, I guess you could say. Turmoil. No, restructuring sounds better. Yes. And you really came into it. And actually you are now pivoting from brand pharmacy to being Abby Lemon. Not that you weren't yeah. Abby Lemon, but like figuring out exactly what you're doing. And we, you talk about that it is so much mindset. And it's not like you weren't doing mindset work before. You just didn't know that's what you were doing when you were doing design and helping brands, helping companies. Do you think that you were doing some of this before you knew what to charge? One million percent. Yeah, absolutely. It's the whole process of kind of drawing out what the brand is, the purpose, someone's mission, their values, all of that stuff is it's exactly what we wanted to have as individuals. And when it is a founder, business for example is so closely interlinked it's all part of the same thing it's yeah absolutely and I think just doing going through a more formal process of getting a qualification and, and the structure of that made me realize how much I deal do use it and will continue to do so if not more so going forward as well all right would you mind giving people you did this or if there's anything else but you started in 2016. I just wanted to paint the picture yeah, a little bit cool, about yeah. your business. And then you can just give us a little bit about that because you 
did you go to school for design? I didn't go to school for design. No, my background is, it's all been self-taught and taught in a working. But although I've taken courses, I've learned a lot from the future as well. I've done a work with Martin Neumar on their strategic, on their strategy course. So I've taken kind of courses, but I certainly did not go to some high level design school and come out of there with a great degree and go straight into the design industry. It's, it's all been kind of work related and personal study. But you rock it and you killed it. And the yeah. other thing that you're going to talk about today, and we're going to ask, I'm going to ask questions. And you guys, again, if you're in the chat, feel free to pop questions there and I'll make sure we get them answered or I'll make sure to ask them. I don't know if Abby will answer them. She might can use her safe oh, word. Well, that'll be to my discretion. Let's say, no, I will. Absolutely. It's to your discretion. But one of the thing is, it's so much about what we have to overcome in our own lives, especially as things change. With COVID, tons of things have changed. We have to be flexible. We're not just one thing. We never were just one thing, even if we were trying to be one thing. No, absolutely. And it's this, the whole piece around, especially as creative people, especially as creative women, I think confidence plays such a big part in it. And I talk about this in, in some of the slides I've got coming up is we wear all these hats as women. We, as we get older, we, we kind of, the hats change a bit. We change it. We look different. We feel different. It's and, and confidence and this, it can up regardless of whatever business you've got whether that's a creative business we're putting kind of your you talk about your design babies but each piece of design work is like a design baby you're putting that stuff out there and it does it, it the confidence is so big whether that's taking another course pivoting your business doing a webinar with you or it doesn't matter there's some kind of confidence that comes in so yeah that's definitely the focus that I'm going to be looking at today with some of the slides I've got as well because it's relevant to all of us not just as women but as designers as business owners as humans doc reads here he has four daughters it may yep. not you may think oh she's going to talk about women there's always a woman in your life that you can lift up and you can I told Abby we talked about what she was going to talk about and she's like, I could just make it more general and I was like no just make it about women and about strong women because I know doc wants to raise he said a hundred percent he wants to raise four strong women 400 percent, he said 100 so, times four that makes total sense what is really passionate to abby and it's something that really is part of her story abby if you want to start the share we'll just jump into your deck and then we'll and patricia's sorry. here from portland area and then new share and louise another one of my design babies is here and she lives in denver and ian paget's here from the uk cool i know we, we just touched on this kind of confidence issue and i think as a woman in 40s which you can see from my face obviously things change with how we how we show up in the world and yes I'm a strong person yes I've got stronger with age but as a, especially as a woman we are judged on our appearance we are judged on what we do as we reach these kind of mid bits of our life like the 40s we look different we feel different we have these things where we're just a bit more knackered sometimes or we've got stuff going on physically and mentally that perhaps other people don't appreciate what what is going on with us and it it, it does knock our confidence so this is why I wanted to talk today about kind of confidence in life and business and it's not just for women but for me personally that's on the my the coaching side of my business that's who I really love to work with is women around the same age as me who perhaps you know maybe they've never really set their own business up maybe they really want to set their own business up maybe they want to leave a job and go and do something else or the kids have left home etc so I will dive into my slides obviously this is your title Diane if she can do it then you can do it so I am walking proof that if anybody can do anything <laughs> I've overcome quite a few things with my mental health problems and things in the past and depression and, and if I can do this even at the age of 43 but have a business that is successful and a life that is successful then anybody else can do that out female male it doesn't matter 
So cool. So who am I then? I know I've given you a bit of a synopsis of who I am business-wise. Like most of us out there, especially the, the women in, in the room, we wear a ton of hats. So I'm a designer. So I run brand pharmacy. I worked, I've worked for some global brands like Ministry of Sound. I work for a company called Fitch. I now work for my own business. I'm also a coach. So I do brand coaching. Um, I, I coach people with life coaching sort of things as well. I'm a qualified, I have a qualification and it's with the Association for Coaching. So it's, it has some credibility there as well. And I'd like to help people achieve their goals. That's what we do as branders is we look at the business side of things and we look at where the business wants to go and we create a plan to get there. And that's exactly the same with personal coaching as it is for branding as well. I'm a mum. So I have another hat that I wear, which is my parents are teenagers. One is 18, one is 16, which is fun and probably one for another day to share these trials and tribulations of that. I'm a survivor, so I've overcome some abusive relationships in the past. I've had, after I left corporate, I would probably describe what I went through as some sort of a breakdown. I didn't know what, what it was at the time, but it ended up on some, some very low periods and I was, I was very depressed. Taking all the meds under the sun, I've managed over the past couple of years to be completely medication-free. I no longer have depression. I've got, I've, I made the decision a few years ago to not be that person anymore more and to do the things it took to not be that person anymore and it was really hard but I did it and this is how I'm aware now with it all I'm a business owner so that's with multiple hats my goodness a marketer you're an accountant you're a strategist you're so that's like a multitude of hats I'm a lifelong learner so I'm always a student because I'm, I didn't do the traditional route into design or anything else but I just can't stop trying to improve on where I am and add kind of strings to my bow as well and the other thing I do for my business clients is I'm, I'm a brand strategist that means I'm helping them with their plan and that's what led me to the coaching side of things i'm sorry to interrupt Oof. when did you start being a strategist you've been you were a designer yeah. you were doing all these things even when you were a recruiter you were doing strategy really for people absolutely and i started really giving it the title of strategy i think probably only a couple of years ago because i didn't know that's what it was i was doing this for created plans to get the companies into different regions in europe when i was in the recruiter and to try and see you do have this kind of strategic way of thinking when coming from the eclectic background I have but I didn't really realize that some of the stuff I was doing in my design world was actually just obviously leading me down the path of brand strategy and I think they go if you are a designer I think you do need to understand the strategic process you need to understand how to translate that into something visual but I think because I've come up from a business background with various kind of roles that I've played in my career it that kind of feeds into I think a really successful strategist I think because you understand the different functions of business I'm quite I'm confident enough to step into a room and kind of with my flip charts and do all the stuff that needs to that, that you need to do to get a team on board with each other and to bring a business together so yeah does that answer your question I feel like I just went off I think with what's happened with COVID and the world and everything else at the moment, I think having some internal confidence is absolutely the key to bouncing back. And if you want to reinvent yourself or your business, or if you haven't worked for a period of time and you want to get back out there, I think Mel Robbins described confidence as the decision to try something. And I think that's pretty much, I think the decision to actually say, do you know what, to hell with what the con the result might be, I'm going to do it anyway, because I've got, I've got confidence in myself. And I will say without it, making decisions is really, 
really hard without some confidence. Bouncing back is really hard. Doing, achieving things you want to achieve is really tough. It's this voice in your head constantly just stops you from doing the things that you think you need but to reach the place that you want to go. Let me just go. As creative people, especially women, we are reinventing ourselves several times a day. I talk about these hats that we wear and these kind of hats that are, you go to work and you're suddenly you're the salesperson. We're trying to win a, win a new job. You are, it's, there's, you're the mum when you get home. There is all of these hats, especially as creative women, that we are expected to change interchangeably through the day. And as we grow and change with our age as well, like I'm in my 40s now, I'm not the mum of toddlers anymore. I'm not doing the school run anymore. I'm, one of my children's actually left home now. I'm even coming out of the mum, obviously always a mother, but it's very different. My relationship is very different with my partner than perhaps I would have had 20 or 20 years ago. The relationship with my work is very different. You know, I have changed. I've, I have evolved. I have reinvented myself countless times over the years. And a confidence internally plays a big part of that. I'm no longer the depressed person I was. And I have reinvented myself again and decided in, inside me that this is, I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to, I'm going to actually go after what I want. And that's what I love to support other women to do. Because if I can... And sometimes it's a daily process of choice. It's not overnight. It takes... T- you have to know where you want to go. And it is a daily process of doing the really hard stuff like that you don't want to do. The The path of least resistance is where there's there's no growth and no challenge. But that's where your body and your brain automatically want to go to. That They're not getting up and doing the work when you need to. They're not putting yourself out there when you need to. It, it's much easier to just be small and hide and let the confidence your lack of confidence or your inner voice win but I didn't want to get another 10 years or another 20 years in my life and be in the same place as I was say two or three four or five years ago and that was the key thing for me as I woke up one day and thought if I don't I need to start changing now because in a year's time I will still be here otherwise that's what that's what what I did something that comes up as well with confidence is this kind of lack of people don't want to be visible I've coached quite a few women business owners in the last literally in the last few weeks that have said exactly the same thing they, they don't want to show up they can't put themselves on video which sounds really it, they don't want to put this video out there they don't want to do the post they don't want to put their business on their Facebook because they're scared of what their friends and family might think is this kind of lack of confidence internally that kind of drives those decisions which it is hard. I said this kind of earlier as women, we get a bit of a bum deal when we hit our 40s and, and when we're older. We've kind of been judged a lot on our appearance our whole lives, rightly or wrongly. I've, as a woman, I can say that is the case. And I've worked in very male dominated environments and heard people in a workplace talking in certain ways about women and it is it's pretty tough we have these big changes that start to happen we look different we have the gray hair I keep saying the wrinkles we become this kind of we start to the if you've been judging your appearance previously that kind of fade away a little bit more as a woman in your 40s and I don't care what anybody else says this is happening to me now and it's happened to some of my friends my colleagues it is a fact that goes on I love my male friends and my male counterparts in life and everything else but I think as a woman we we have to support each other through this time because nobody really gets it unless you're going through it yourself and our parents and our they don't really your mum doesn't really tell you about this and you don't really read about this anywhere else so I think that's one driving thing to help me support others and don't get me wrong I'm great I'm the fittest I've ever been I've probably got the most muscle I've ever had I'm going so it's not affecting me in in a, a kind of very negative way but it's something that I'm really acutely aware of and yeah we do change we forget who we were and who we are and we're not sure about who we actually want to become as well again this is where the issue of confidence comes up for a lot of people is they have they go through these changes in life and everything else and they're not sure about where they want to go next 
Like there's good, good news. Confidence is a skill. It is not a personality trait. Confidence has nothing to do with your personality. If you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, it is a skill and it's a muscle. And if you don't use it and use it regularly, much if you don't go to the gym or you don't lift weights, you will, it will atrophy, it will fade. It won't, you won't feel even, it doesn't matter what it's in. I know different areas of our life, we have different confidence levels. For example, some people might be very confident in cooking a certain dish in the kitchen, something like that. But when it comes to cooking something else, because they have confidence in cooking some other XYZ or spaghetti bolognese, they don't feel afraid to try something new in the kitchen. But if you didn't cook anything at all and you just pinged in it every night and put your microwave dinners in, you might not have the confidence to try and cook something from scratch because, and I'm using that as a total kind of example rather than, but it is, you have to use that confidence muscle, which is great news. We've already said this. So we can fix it. And, and I'm talking about this kind of confidence with things that you do regularly. It's called, they call it the confidence competency loop. The more you do something, the more confident you feel. Therefore, you do it better and become more competent. Then you feel more confident and continue infinitum. It just is something that if we do, if we use it as use confidence, push ourselves out of our comfort zone a little bit, get better at doing it, we will feel more confident as a result of that. And that will make us help us do more new things, better things in, in the future as well. The thing is, when something new or you do something new or there's self-doubt shows up and the voice shows up we have that tendency to hold back and stop practicing whatever it is which means we don't get better we don't get more confident and then we start to go down the cycle in a, in a more negative. I have some bad news whatever you decide to do in life you decide to do the, the self-doubt will show up at some point there is nothing we can do about that when you are growing when you are changing when you are pushing yourself out of your comfort zone your brain is trying to keep you safe because you're undergoing some kind of change it doesn't know that's not going to kill you it feels like it's some kind of danger therefore this little voice in your head will show up and say and, and kick you with this imposter syndrome or kick you with this lack of confidence or this self-doubt as well what's going to happen you're going to have to get used to it you have to live with it because it doesn't matter what you do that feeling however you feel it in your chest in your solar plexus or however that scared feeling comes you are going to you are just going to have to find a way of pushing it to one side and some more bad news for all the overthinkers out there you can't just think your way out of the self-doubt and anxiety and um, confidence doesn't really start with mindset either and you need to take some kind of action if you sit there and you you just think to yourself about failing you will start to overthink and overthinking will lead to more self-doubt so if you are just you cannot just sit there and think your way out of it you need to you've created this habit loop in your mind as you try as you start thinking about how you can be more confident but not actually taking action because a habit is a behavior you repeatedly do you that's really good news because you can change it and you can stop that the thinking cycle and i know most of us as creatives and designers we have this awful that habit of doing this kind of overthinking thing and my voice is about to go there is well, they're loving it just it's probably a good thing <laughs> no there's comments I'm, I'm gonna um make sure and we can go yes. the end yeah this this kind of overthinking thing you only one of the only ways of breaking this loop is to actually take some action that means you have to do something that probably goes against what you want to do we go back to the thing of being on video or maybe public speaking as being something that we're not confident with me personally yes I would be scared to get up on a stage I would have to deal with this voice massively because this but if you do it you are breaking that cycle and that 
that habit loop of overthinking and telling yourself you're going to fail and then you look for evidence that you're going to fail and then you just you don't do it because you already know you've already set yourself the precedent that it's not going to work another exercise you can do is to just think about say the public speaking it, you can if you imagine the absolute worst case scenario that could happen or your clothes fall off or it's some you forget that you've got no pants on or it's something the worst of those dreams that you have the absolute worst case scenario close your eyes feel it go really deep and imagine imagine people throwing rotten tomatoes at you and heckling you and all this real all this stuff that you think now make a list of all of that stuff and go through each one is it real danger is it real danger is it going to kill you okay because if it is you can now that's brilliant because you can make a plan and think actually i could fall off the stage then that could kill me i won't go near the edge that's going to be my that's going to be my coping strategy for that that's brilliant tick that off already my brain is thinking okay i can deal with that or if it's not real danger is it perceived or imagined for all my clothes falling off someone throwing a rotten tomato at me at a business conference is that an imagined danger that is not something that's actually going to happen and if you can call out as a demon naming the beast if you like say this is not going to ha- it helps your brain is already started to deal with the circumstance before you even get on that stage and everything else so you've got these little coping strategies which are gonna you're gonna you're gonna think actually there is no reason why I'm still going to be feeling scared and still be feeling lack of confidence but there's actually no reason why I can't just go and do it anyway just little exercises like that really useful and we all have these moments where we don't want to do something because we are we're afraid of something happening we don't really know what doing that might help hopefully somebody with something and again talking about the um talking about the the kind of overthinking feedback loop again the only way of getting out of this thinking thing is to just take the action you do the video go do the video just do it don't you know screw perfectionism i know we're not supposed to swear diane so i'm being really good you are so, yeah <laughs> dang that perfectionism we don't need that okay because nothing's perfect what is perfect anyway if you don't start now doing that thing you will never be better even the most eloquently i can't even say it, eloquent speaker and um, most professional presenter on tv they did the first one and i guarantee i look back and it's probably quite rubbish compared to what they're doing now but if you don't do the first one whatever it is the first logo design you send out the first book proposal or whatever it is if you don't do it you're never going to get better you have to take action i've got a few things i'm just going to finish with just as things that have really helped me as a bit of a toolbox over the years i've restarted my career i've changed careers i've overcome depression i talked about i've got divorced i've moved house i've there's been a ton of stuff that has happened to me and we can't control what happens to us we can just control how we deal with it there's a few things that will really help i think hopefully some of the the listeners to feel a bit more confident to develop this for themselves because it is down to you as an individual the first thing is just getting really clear on what you want just what write down your goals is it to retrain as a photographer start a business lose weight whatever it is write it down and also write down why you want it and just revisit that stuff daily just writing even if you just do something like having it on a sticky note above your computer make sure you all constantly having that at the forefront of your mind because if you know what you want and you know why you want it that's going to push you through this kind of fear lack of confidence thing because you are just going to go well if I want that and I really want it I have to do it getting really clear is one thing and it's one thing I do with my brand strategy but clients as well is you need to work out what the business wants and, and why and, and who they are because you've got no north star or compass point to reach otherwise the next thing journal so I do something called the I've done something called the artist way which is Julia Cameron I think I'm sure I think of the author she recommends you do these three pages of just free writing every morning 
Now, I try and find the time to do this most days, and it is literally, you could write anything from, I don't even know what to write, a hundred million times, or, but it is about just clearing your mind a little bit, and it does, you get out so much rubbish from your head, just doing this kind of free writing. It's not for everybody, but it's worked for me when I've been quite depressed, when I've been low, when I've been lacking in confidence. Go on, I see your hand raised. Are you doing this free writing on the computer? Are you doing it on a pad? Do you just throw them away? No, 100%, and I do it in a pad, in a notebook, and I never read it back. I never read it back, because it's a load of garbage. It's not, I'm not writing anything of note, really. It is about clearing my mind out and working, just getting stuff out of my head. I write it in a notepad. When I get to the end of the notepad, the pad just goes in the bin, or in the incinerator, actually, because I don't know if I want anyone to find them <laughs> in garbage. It's, it's, it, I don't read, yeah, I don't read it back, and it's 100% for me with a pen, because I mm. feel the connection physically through a pen and the manual task of writing much more than I do through a, a computer. I love that. But the next thing is gratitude. I know we, I've talked about this, I think, on, on time and time again, because I think it's such a simple thing to do, but it will give you, when you know what you want and why, and these kind of things you're grateful for, these are, this, they cannot do anything but give you confidence in life and in who you are as a person. And I think writing down three specific things, and I don't just mean, oh, I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for how my coffee smelled this morning, or I'm grateful for my daughter when she said, I love you in front of the TV, or I'm grateful for my dog who brought me a stone as a gift or just something quite specific so that actually you're not just because otherwise you just end up with the same stuff every day kids husbands house it's something little getting into the zone of those tiny things that make life worthwhile it's just really important oh okay the other thing now this is so important to me and it is for me when I work with my one-to-one coaching clients if they're not moving their body in some way on a daily basis they are doing themselves a disservice and it's and this is just such a simple thing whether that's a dog walk or whether that's going to the gym or I, I like to do pole fitness and I like to do spin and for me moving my body is absolutely one of the things that I decided to do when I decided to change my life those two or three years ago and come off the antidepressants and actually be, take my business seriously and it is something that without the endorphins that are created by just walking without being eating well you're fueling you're, you're fueling your mind you're going to have an uphill battle with feeling good with feeling confident and it's nothing to do with your weight this is to do with the kind of chemicals that are generated in your brain so yeah it's super important super important and the last thing is just taking some action towards your goals look at if you're looking at what your goals are you don't we are all especially i think as business owners guilty of sitting here and being busy all day and i say that with quote marks around it because we're busy we have to do all this stuff my goodness i've not got time to do i've not got time to put a post on linkedin or i was saying when i started actually taking my business seriously using social media properly i use linkedin a lot i actually go well i'm going to make the time to take one little action whether that's a post whether that's reaching keeping control of my leads and inquiries so i can revisit them just one little thing that helps you step a little bit closer to what you want is it is you you are moving forward you are moving forward in some way doesn't matter if it's small and everything else so those are my kind of tips i guess um and little toolbox of things that really help me just to get more confidence internally and this is no matter what i might look on the outside we we all need to work on stuff and this will help you form a foundation and the, the basis of it the last thing is this accountability now you can use your friend a colleague a peer you can get a coach you can do however works for you having somebody who will beep you know if you don't do it or that you just check in with once a week and you say if you you want somebody who's going to go come on mate you said you were going to do this stuff and you have
haven't. What's going on for you? And it could be that you just hit a bit of a wall and you need a bit of just to sound off a bit. And that kind of frees up the flow of, of creativity and things again. And the last bit on accountability, you can hold yourself accountable by giving yourself a reward. If you do something, if you've done a Facebook Live on your business page every day for a week, like you said you would, treat yourself to something at the end of the week, whether that's just, it doesn't matter how small or whatever, but use that as this kind of the carrot, if you like. You've got, you can have somebody as a stick who's going to give you a bit of a kick if you don't do it. But having a bit of a carrot at the end of it is also a really good way to start keeping promises to yourself. And that will just help you feel like you're a bit more in control, which again, will just lead to this, this confidence that you're looking for. And that, my friends... I feel like I you did awesome. Is All right. So yes, it could be applicable to women. I'm going to stop my sharing. Oh, and then stop my sharing again. How do I do that? No. Oh, you have another share? Oh, yep. No, that's fine. It's done. Okay. So it's not just applicable to women, but for me personally, I feel that women need extra support in this area because I am a woman and I have experienced it personally and so have others. And I think especially of the age that I am too, we need to support each other more in, in especially with confidence. And that leads to bigger and greater things for everybody as well. Patricia says she likes the phrase structure of support. And she okay. also had yeah. another question that I, she, she has two twin girls that are 18 that have just gone to college. She was saying, yes, all of what you said, sharing with my twin daughters <laughs> via text. And Michelle said, this presentation is just what I needed right now. Feeling oh, all of it. I knew you would love that. And John Ingalls, he said, love this point. I don't remember exactly what point it was, but he said, love, it was, there was something specific. Again, as a boy saying it, and that's good. Again, that was one thing Abby and I talked about. And she's like, I can make it more general for both. And I was like, no, just <laughs> do it for women because that's where her heart is to. And we all have, there's always mm. some woman in your life that you can, I think it's good. It goes without saying that if you're alive on the planet, that's probably been that woman in your life. Absolutely. And Ian just said you were doing awesome. And he agreed, 100% agreed with something. I don't remember what it was either. And Rhonda Levy said ageism is a fact, right? There are lots of things in the workplace or things that we battle in our own. I know for me, for sure, it's a internal in my head struggle a lot. Yeah. I just wanted to, let's see, Jacob says your talk is universal. Everyone yes. can struggle with confidence. It's not solely True, a man Jacob. or a woman. True. Absolutely. One thing Patricia wanted to know was how did you come up with the name Brand Pharmacy? Okay, I would like to say there was some kind of method in it, but I literally was on a flight out to Cyprus to go to a business retreat. And I was on the plane with my trusty yellow notepads that I always write things on. And I was just waiting in the passport queue to get on the plane at Gatwick or Heathrow, I can't remember which one. And I and it just came, I was just like, I've got this fissure brand pharmacy. That's it, the name of my business. And I got on the flight and I sketched it all out. And I, as soon as I got to Cyprus and that we were halfway through the retreat, I was like, bought the, the domain name and everything else. And yeah, because I was just under my name before. And yeah, that was it. So there was no real method. It was just this thing that came to me on an airplane or in an airport. Then what, what is brand pharmacy still going to exist in a month? Yes. Then what is the difference between Abby Lemon and then brand pharmacy? How would somebody okay. interact with either one? Glad you asked this question. I'm going to bring everything under my name. So the brand is going to be Abby Lemon, but that's going to focus on my, the one-to-one -one strategy that I do with business owners is going to focus on the business strategy and the consultative, the brand coaching. Brand pharmacy is going to be almost like a product 
for the business, which is going to be where the brands are made. That's going to be the visual design part. Brand Pharmacy will have almost like a package, if you like. That's where the design elements will fall. But Abby Lemon will be the overarching brand. You know what totally goes with this, with Brand Pharmacy and then it being a product? Because again, just like you were talking about moving yeah. your body and eating, you can't just take a pill and be healthy. You have to actually do, you have to take action, mm. just like you were saying with confidence. There's going to be things that the brands, that the companies have to do. There's yep. action to take. They have to move their bodies. There's a formula that goes, yeah, that is all these bits that join together. And that's the kind of pharma- pharmacy mixing up my cauldron, that kind of thing. Yeah. Love that. I absolutely love that. And I just love that it's your heat. Healing, but has a, a healing nature to it. Again, it's more, it's not just one pill, one magic pill. You come to brand pharmacy and bam, everything's good. One of the things I think maybe you hadn't realized, and I remember this is a conversation we had a long time ago, but it was you had, you were a recruiter and it was doing for yes. in tech creative tech and you were like I don't even know how to connect this and but you have now you've made those connections and sometimes it's like the fairy lights behind you if one of them goes out it could make the whole part of the string go out and it's you really need all the parts of your life you might not realize how it's gotten you to that path but it's taught you something that something that feeds into something else that becomes a superpower which one of the things for you was this the c-suite people right you being able to talk to them at these and be able to understand what their needs were which is what you do now you want to tell us just a little bit about how yeah absolutely i think i went from being i was i did it for six years and i was connecting with kind of senior directors at places like sony like avid autodesk some of these some of the post houses in london dolby black magic design all of these kind of big global companies and you're dealing with you're you're in amongst a load of other recruiters from different companies you were going to they're trying to build these relationships you do have to really connect with someone as a human to human basis you're dealing with kind of ceo vp level people and they see these are intelligent people they see right through you if you're of crap or if you're not gen- a genuine person if because essentially you are doing a sales job as a recruiter but you have to do it in such a way that you do build a relationship because you've got so you've got some value to give these people and I would say the biggest thing that's brought to me in my the branding work I do is I'm I can go into a business I can stand in front of the leadership team and I can get them on board with what I'm doing and I can build a relationship with them as humans because I've done that before it's not just been a designer sat in my office quietly I have done I've traveled across the world going to see these people in their offices and things like that and actually I've got friends now who are still in the you know the broadcast technology sector or the the creative tech sector that I made as clients back then but we're still connected now and we're still we're not going to work together probably in the same way but we have we still have this kind of friendship and this connection that was built up kind of all those years ago so it's just about humans for me, people connecting with people as genuine individuals and having something to offer. Having, I was bringing something to offer these people that was in that one million percent of value. And I think that's where people's confidence lacks is they don't see the value that they're bringing. They, they, they're scared because they don't see, they don't, they're not confident in the value that they bring, whether that's as a designer, as a brand strategist, as a, you don't see when you're inside this kind of, you know, it's just your thing. You don't realize that other people don't know the same things as you 
and you're going into your clients with this amazing gift to be able to lay their business on the line, reach their goals, transform the way that they work and the culture that they bring. And that's where the confidence, the business confidence comes from. It's really, as I said, it doesn't miss a beat. I have just now the seeing this comment. Yeah. And, and that's where the confidence from inside comes. It's just knowing your value, knowing your worth and knowing what you bring to the table. And why would you be afraid to go and talk to these people when you have something so great to offer them? When you were a recruiter, you were working for somebody else. Yeah. Was that easy to go out and talk to these people? Not initially. It was, I worked for a very male-dominated environment. I had two young kids at the time. We were con- you know, I worked long hours. It wasn't easy, no. I To get in the door with these people was very difficult and took a lot of persistence and tenacity. You just have to keep showing up as the person that's got the value and the person that's on the level with them rather than just a salesperson who keeps ringing up. I went to a lot of trade shows, it's a lot of trade show floors, shook a lot of hands, took a lot of people for drinks at the bar, that kind of thing. But you have, that's how you, that's how you start to build the relationship. Once somebody like finds you likable and wants to spend a bit of their valuable time just talking to you, they then get to see you as a person that, yeah, that you can then start to connect with. It's, it's a slow process. It's not overnight and it's certainly not one phone call and you're suddenly somebody's best mate and in, in their pocket. But you just have to keep working and keep being yourself and being authentic in who you are because that's the thing that people will see through. If you're just coming from a place of a bit of desperation or a bit of um, dis- unbelieving in your, or disbelief in yourself or they're not having the belief in yourself, you, people will suss that out. You need to work on that confidence thing first. I also think I was reading a book this weekend and this guy was talking about how networking was really meeting people in an industry, but you really have an ulterior motive. And really what you're saying is leave the ulterior motive away. Like you're still friends with these people because you are friends with them. If it wasn't a good fit, you weren't pushing it on them. You were just there and you were listening. And that's what we have to do so much in what we do in the creative industry. Yeah. And you do, you, there is an ulterior motive, but it's mutual. They're, they, giving the recruitment example, I want to place a candidate, a, a great candidate that will do amazing work for their company with them. They pay me, but they want the best candidate and I am the person that can get them access to it. So there is, of course, there's an ulterior motive, but it's, it, it's hand in hand with, it's like people buy from people. So of course you've got this, old, but you've also got this human element and the human, you won't have one without the other. You won't be able to build the relationship ulterior motive or not without the human connection if you haven't if you're just making friends with somebody that's still probably not enough you do need to be purpose-driven on but on their agenda rather than your own yeah I love that on their agenda rather than your own but there was also times I'm sure where you might not have just like you're saying you don't necessarily work with the people that you knew back then but you're still friends with their the ulterior motive's gone it's just but there could be a time that they need but it's just about being present like you were saying again you can watch the roller coaster go tons of times but you have to get in line and you have to actually get on the ride to ride the roller coaster you can't just stand in line and be like oh yeah i've seen that i've seen it but you haven't experienced it right it's about the practice but you have to do it over and over and i know ian for sure knows about just and he's talked he's been on the show before talking about that as well there was something really important about as you are in the recruiting one thing you had to learn was reading the room and now yes. as a designer and with a client, you're mm. using some of those same skills and it's people skills. And I don't know if you always had those or if those were something you developed. 
I think I probably always had an element of it because I, I think I'm naturally somebody who is a bit of a chameleon. I think when it comes to meeting people, I can relate to somebody at just different levels of, of people. I, I've always maybe had a bit of an innate skill to do that, I think, just from looking back at previous things that I've done. I've always had a lot of friends and connections from different walks of life. I'm not, it's, and, and I think I do naturally adapt to who I'm talking to and, and read them very well. I because think, why is it think, important? Because I think it is, it yeah. makes people People feel a certain way, right? It does. I think I think I'm naturally quite empathetic and I think it just I just yeah, I find I can just read people very well and that is a skill and I think but the more you do it obviously the better you guess at it. I don't think it's something that you're maybe necessarily born an expert at. You have to do it and you have to I think you have to look at it be very sensitive to other people's, you know, time, their needs, their requirements, what you're offering because we you know we are all of value as as human beings. We are all it's, so yeah, it's to answer your question, I think maybe I had some skill, but I think I just worked at it and just put myself out of my comfort zone a lot and just just made sure that I was looking at things from a very rounded view, if you like, from different relationships. What part of your journey has challenged your mental health the most? Okay, interesting. I think... I think being when I was in my corporate job, so when I left recruitment, I had worked long hours and a six, an almost six figure salary. I had a brand new BMW. I'd sacrificed a lot of time with my kids to work to do this job. And when it got to after six years, I hit this burnout point where I literally just I didn't know who I was. I, I left this job and it wasn't it was it just got untenable to do it. I left the job. I remember standing in front of my wardrobe one day thinking who the hell am I now who do I what do I wear what do I do who do I speak and I think that was the beginning of when I really it re- my mental health felt very challenged I struggled to get out of bed I was diagnosed with depression and it was a really low time and I think that was because I was going through this change of identity from this kind of salesy recruiter that was I don't know just a, I just I was I don't think the salesy recruiter was really who I was but ha- suddenly having that gone and having to spend more time with my kids which I know sounds awful but I, I want but it was no but it was hard because I wasn't used to it I wasn't used to this change of role and this change of kind of situation and it, it really screwed me up sometimes not I don't think I realized it and that's what it was but it was this change of identity that I went through and this rediscovering of myself even my divorce a couple of years ago didn't mess me up in the same way mentally I don't think that period of my life where I really just burned myself out and I just completely hit this wall really yeah mm. so that was it that's a, an incredible one so one of the other things you just mentioned it about just continuing to show up with these people and be tenacious and not giving up and being able to show value and I had written this as part of that mental health because again that was something you did as a recruiter but now you were having to show up instead of for a corporate you were having yeah. to show up for Abby yeah that's be- frightening that's more scary sometimes because you're the one it's you and it's People say you are not your work and you have to differentiate that. But you are your work when it's just you. And it feels very much like you are your work, even though it it is two things. The feeling is this is now very personal. So it is hard. It's hard. Yeah. But we want to do the things we want to do. We just have to. So it it starts with that first goal you were talking about. Having, Having that goal in place and understanding what that is so that you that you know where you're going so that when you get up you know who abby is today you've got a north star to follow and it's about i think having not necessarily it could be this goal of living somewhere abroad or just being but 
having a point to reach you even if it's a baby step you can work out what little baby steps you need to take and I think working out why you want to do it as well whether that's I desperately want to retire at a certain age or I want to set up a legacy for my children I want to provide holidays every year with for my kids or pay them through college or if you've got a why behind that goal I don't want to die of a heart attack like my mum those things for health and if you've got a why behind the goal that will give you that little kick out of bed in the morning to achieve something even however small towards it because the goal is great on its own but the reason why you want to hit it little shove which again feeds into this confidence competency thing where if you just do the thing you feel more confident so therefore you do some more stuff and it feels better and then you feel more confident and so it all connects together yeah i love it all right we didn't really get to the i don't know if you can do this in two minutes before we do the last three but (laughs) why did you decide been doing branding been doing brand strategy for a couple years but then why during covid why the coaching certification? I think it's something I've always wanted to do. I've been really interested in in coaching as a kind of discipline, if you like. I've managed other teams in my corporate work before. I've read stuff on it, and just it's just always it's, it intrigues me to, as a kind of tool to help people progress and help businesses progress. And I think since starting doing more strategy work and going into businesses and the questioning that you have to do and the kind of you know you're you're not really telling people what to do with their business. You're eliciting the right information from them and letting them just make this kind of plan for themselves which is what coaching is it's not telling somebody yeah yes there's an advisory capacity but you're not telling them to do it you're using them using their own power and their own strength and their own internal knowledge to so that they can almost have strength within themselves they're not relying on you as a crutch I just decided over the summer to to just go do you know what I, I think I'd like to add that as a string to my bow and I'm I am somebody who likes to have a little certificate in it when you can call yourself a coach or whatever or a strategist whatever you want without it but I like to know that I'm doing stuff in the right way for my clients and, and have a sort of formal framework. That's just my personality. That's what prompted me to do the, the actual qualification in the summer, yeah. I love that. So by doing that, you're letting them, your clients, be their own hero. They get to be their own hero instead of you being the hero. They Yeah, they get to have these awakenings and realizations. And then you're there to support that with your own, with the advice mm. and the knowledge. But it's about them making their own kind of, you know, to start with, having these... I don't want to say our moments because that's too transient. But having this kind of reaching out some decisions themselves with support from you rather than you just blanket going in and forcing it's your powerful. own opinions. It's not about, yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. Okay. How do you recharge? How do I recharge? Through exercise. I'm not very good at sitting and doing nothing. I'm very much I'm somebody that if I'm sitting in front of the TV, I'm also got something else or, you know, I'm just, it's just my, I'm terrible. I recharge by walking my dog. I listen to music quite a lot. So, you know, Zeppelin being my favorite band. I'm listening to music, walking in nature. I live in a beautiful part of the UK. I've got the beach just over here, the new forest. That's my, if I'm really having, getting to the point where I feel really full and I need to de- detox and recharge, it, it is a walk in nature with my dog. But yeah, just staying fit, eating well, sleeping, all of those things mean that my charge level is fairly high most of the time. Yeah. Nice. Is there a quote or something that you keep close to help you get yes. through tough times? There is. And I actually have it tattooed here, but I can't show you because my jacket's too tight. But it's it's this too shall pass. So this too shall pass is my quote, which is why I had it tattooed on me. If you think of saying this too. So if you're in the, the middle of a great time, everything's going rosy and it's beautiful and everything's gorgeous. This will pass. So feel it, live it, be present with it because it will 
past. And equally, when you're in the crappiest of times and the darkest hole and everything else, just know that this too will pass. And so it's just, it helps me stay present through really great stuff. And it helps me just keep my head down and push through when things don't seem so great because it's all cyclical and it goes around in this kind of cycle. So yeah, and I even, that quote's kept me so strong. I actually uh, had it tattooed on my arm. Significant of where it's on your left arm on your bicep or? No, I just, I think just, it just felt like the right place to have it. I love that. Everything, good, bad, ugly, beautiful. Yeah. All right. So last bit, what is next? So you have your new site launching. Brand Pharmacy is now going to be a part of, but can you give us a little bit of that? And then I'm going to share your links. I'm just at the beginning stages of getting all my rebrand sorted. So I haven't, I'm just kind of, it's, you know what it's like when you're just, it's a lot of work to do. So that's why I think the best thing is to people look me up on Instagram or or Facebook, because that's where my up-to-date stuff is happening right now. So what's next? I think I'm actually totally stacked out this month. I think the site will probably launch October time. I've got plans to have some packages for brand coaching. So that's more of a one-to-one support for people. So yeah, just, I think keep keep an eye on my Instagram, keep my Facebook, my new website will be up in the coming weeks but probably not till next month but what's next more of the same i think coaching programs productizing the brand pharmacy and those are all things that we might need to get in touch with so the best way to keep up is to go to instagram and follow the abby abi L-E-M-O-N. Absolutely. That is the best place to go. And I also, my Facebook page is Abby Lemon Brand Pharmacy. If you want to look me up there, I'm, I'm pretty much the only, one of the only Abby Lemon Brand Pharmacies in the world, I think. So, but it pays to have a genuinely like unique name, doesn't it? It does. It does for sure. On Instagram, I did post the others. And if you're listening on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast, it's just underneath all the links, as well as if you're on YouTube, it's underneath. On Instagram, the Abby with an I, lemon my other way in another way and then also the so you have another for it's called official brand pharmacy so was that one going to be a go it'll be more about that particular product and it'll be transitioning i think i'm going to pivot that side of it originally i set that one up to i was going to split it a bit so my coaching stuff would go on to the abby lemon and my brand the design work would go to i'm probably going to bring it all possibly into one uh, because just because there's only one of me and i i managing separate accounts is actually quite time consuming um i haven't decided on my strategy for that yet but you can follow me i post on on both the abby lemon at the abby lemon is my main account that you get you'll get to see what i'm up to abbylemon.com which yeah. is amazing you got such yeah. an amazing handle so yeah it is all people from europe mostly everybody's in the uk okay. for the month i didn't do it on purpose but that's how i ended up september next week is annalee hansen and we're gonna be off the cuff we are not gonna have specific questions we're gonna have a conversation so i hope you guys will join she is on the marketing side so her and i think about different things but we ended up thinking about them similarly it's great hopefully it'll be a great conversation hopefully you guys will enjoy it and then later in the month we have craig hayworth who's also in the uk and i'm excited for you guys to meet him and then demi who's been on before and he's here right now all new cool things that demi's going to be teaching us too so i i thank you for being inspiring i love the idea of support I think a bunch of people said that as well. Patricia, I think it spoke. Michelle, a bunch of people over there in the chat were were loving it and really were 
saying you are killing it and you are, you're doing so much. And I think you've just taken, you said it's like taking control, but you had to take control of you. And it was a daily, hourly, sometimes basis. And it was rough. There were rough times, but again, this too shall pass. Yeah. There we go. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm glad my voice held out for the whole hour. I'm going to go honey and lemon now. Thank you so much, Abby. And we will see you guys next week.